0: Hi, welcome to Marketer for Hire. I'm your host, Sunny Logsdon, and I understand that not all business owners have a marketing background. That's why I'm here, to provide tips and advice on how to build the right team to unlock your business's full potential without wasting precious time and money. Each week, we'll break down complex marketing concepts into easy-to-understand pieces so that you can delegate confidently. Whether you're a business owner with a marketer on your team, or you're just beginning the journey of hiring a marketer, I'm passionate about helping you maximize success. So if you're looking for ways to get the most out of your marketing budget, reduce frustration from lack of results, and provide clear, strategic marketing direction to your team, this show is for you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Marketer for Hire podcast. So, I am sitting here in the office and I am finally looking out at blue skies after a very long winter storm. And by winter, I mean April. It is April and it is still snowing. It should be spring. My kids have been home from school for three days, which, if you live somewhere else, it might be normal for school to be canceled for snow. But let me tell you, in a ski town where I live, it is anything but normal. In fact, I think that the school said that it's the second time ever that they've canceled for more than one consecutive day of school. Anyway, needless to say, this is a lot for this Texas girl. I'm still very glad that we moved to this beautiful mountain town, but I am not sure that I fully understood what winter would be like here. I really did not know what it was like to wade through feet and feet of snow I didn't realize that instead of a beautiful spring with flowers blooming, that once the snow stops, that you're dealing with mud season. And never could I have imagined that in April that I would still be dealing with snowstorms. All I thought about when we moved here was all the good stuff that I had experienced time and time again on vacation. I loved coming here in the summers and going hiking and the temperatures were amazing as compared to back in Texas where you know the thermometer was about to burst because it was, you know, 110 degrees Fahrenheit and everybody's sweating. I loved coming to get away here. I felt like I was so in shape. I felt like I was living my best life. And then we'd come during the winter and I can't say I loved skiing. I've definitely gotten better at that. But my whole family loved skiing. And when I moved here, I just envisioned my kids becoming these expert skiers. But again, I just don't know that I was prepared for all of this. And yes, this is going to all come back around to marketing because I think that this is sometimes how business owners go into hiring. And especially a marketer, because I feel like being a marketer can be such a broad job. It can be such a broad position to fill. And these business owners, myself included, we envision all the good stuff. Like, I'm going to hire this person and they are going to take all of this work off my plate. I'm finally going to get around to all of these things that I've been meaning to do for my business, to grow it, to get in front of people. I'm going to get some of these things off my plate that I really don't enjoy doing Somebody else is going to be handling all this day-to-day minutiae, but this type of magical hire, this Swiss army knife, as I've been calling it, does not happen overnight. And the planning doesn't start with the job description. And I feel like that's a lot of the time where people like to start is, okay, I know I need somebody, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this job description, but we really need to start thinking about the position in a different way. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today in this episode. This is part one of a short series that I'm going to do on how to hire the perfect marketer. And today we are going to be talking about what you need to think about to make sure that you know exactly what you're hiring for. So we're talking about the pre, pre, pre pre-work that we do before hiring. So the first thing that I want you to do, well, and before I even go into this, I just want to say, I want you to keep an open mind in this, because I know that you want to jump directly to that job description, or better yet, just jump on the phone because your friend told you that they have somebody that they know that would be amazing for what you need. And it's so tempting just to jump on the phone with that person and just bring them in to be your marketing savior, but... Hear me out here. I promise you that if you go through these steps, your hire is going to end up being the person that you need for your business. So keep an open mind as we go through these steps today. Okay, the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to track your time for an entire week. I know, I know this is not fun. Some of us, myself included, I may not even want to know how I'm spending my time. Because sometimes when I get real about it, it's kind of embarrassing. Did I really spend that long scrolling on Instagram? Or let me be honest, like clicking on an email and shopping through spring finds that I can't even wear yet because again, it's snowing. Tracking your time is going to give you a really good handle on which activities you're doing that you could be passing off to someone else. There are a lot of great free online tools that you can use to track your time. But the one that I like to use is called Toggle. It's T-O-G-G-L dot com. It's really easy to use. And like I said, it's free. And you can just go in there and write down your time by the hour or by the activity, however it works for you. And, you know, a good old-fashioned pen and paper, it'll also do the trick. I think the toughest part is to remember to write down what you're doing. I tend to forget, and then I'll find myself halfway through the day going, what was I doing at one o'clock? So if you're like me and you find yourself getting off track, set an alarm or a timer to go off every few hours just to remind you to write down where you're spending your time. And I want you to be really honest in your time log. Capture everything personal and professional that you're doing throughout your weekdays. Include that 30 minutes that you lost on Instagram or the hour that went down a rabbit hole as you're on your news app, whatever it is for you, go ahead and include that time. This information is going to prove as valuable to you as the time that you spend that you're really proud of, I promise. Okay, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to look at everything that you have planned for your business over the next 12 months. And if you haven't gotten around to planning the next 12 months, You can also do this by looking at what you've done over the past 12 months. Think about promotions and advertising, social media, internal communications, customer communications, product launches, all of the different things that you have going on across your business. Write down every single thing that took place that looks like marketing, smells like marketing, relates to communications and sales in any way. And then write down the things that don't. And I can hear you rolling your eyes. (laughs) I guess I would see you rolling your eyes. But I know that that can seem kind of ridiculous because you're thinking about a marketing position. And why do you need to write down the things that your business has been doing that has nothing to do with marketing? Well, when we get to the end of this episode, I think you'll be tracking and you'll understand why you need to do that. So After you have made a list of all the things that have taken place in your business over the last 12 months or the things that you want to take place over the next 12 months, I want you to make a list of all the things that you wish you were doing in your business but fell to the back burner. Maybe there was a promotion that you wish that you'd run. Maybe there was a promotion that you did run, but you scrapped it together at the last minute and you know that it would have performed better with more planning and forethought. Or maybe you haven't been nurturing your email list like you wish that you could be and you know that you should be. Maybe you're not tracking marketing metrics. Maybe you're not nurturing your customers. There are so many things in our businesses as we are growing that we think about and we really wish that we could get it done, but there just isn't enough time in the day. So I want you to write those things down too. And you know what? As long as we're at it, why don't you include some of those personal things? So maybe you have been missing your kid's soccer game more than you'd like to. Maybe you've been missing out on sleep more than you like to. We can all relate to that one, can't we? And when we're missing out on sleep and we're missing out on those family activities or those personal hobbies that we really want to be doing, it impacts the way that you think. It impacts the way that you run your company. It impacts your creativity and your productivity. And so include those things on your list, even though they may not seem to directly impact your day-to-day of your business. Once you've done that serious time tracking and you've reviewed what's going on in your company, what you would like to be going on in your company, take all three of those lists and I want you to combine them. Once you've combined them, look at that list, and I want you to circle all of the things that you are really, really good at, those things that give you energy, I want you to circle those things in green. These are the tasks that you know that no one else can do better than you, and you really enjoy them. As a business owner, these are the things that you are probably dreaming of doing as you started your business. These are the things that you hope will never get taken off of your plate because you absolutely love doing them. You're also fast and efficient at them, so you should be doing them. For me, a few of those things are coaching students and helping my clients get really clear on their vision and marketing strategy. I love brainstorming with clients about ways to grow their business. So I would circle all of those items in green. And there's other things that I'm decent at, like writing captions for Instagram or writing posts for LinkedIn. And I can even design the post. But I know that there are other people who can do that better and more efficiently than I can. So I would not circle those things on my list. After you've circled all the things in green, I want you to look at that list and I want you to say, is this realistic? Are these the areas where I should, as a business owner, be spending my time If you've circled anything on that list that you know is really not the best place for you to be spending your time, I want you to mark through that. I want you to take that off your list and only keep those items on there that you know as a business owner are the places where you should be spending your time. Once you've done that, I want you to look at all the items that are still left on your list. These are the items that are not circled in green or they're the ones that Maybe you circled them in green and then you crossed them out. And I want you to categorize all of these into a few categories. These categories are writing, design, planning, finance, accounting, payroll, basically the money side of your business, information technology, so anything techie in your business. And then the last category is customer relations. Okay, so I'm going to go through this again. Writing, design planning, the money side, which is finance, accounting, and payroll, anything techie, and then customer relations. So let me explain these categories to you. Let me go into a little bit more depth. Writing is pretty obvious, but this covers everything in your business that requires writing from emailing your list to internal communications to sales pages to website copy, to media pitches, to client onboarding materials. If you are a product-based business, it could even include instruction manuals. Now, I know that's a totally different type of writing, but let's just put it in here for now. Next, I want you to think about the design category. This is across every aspect of your company. Anything that needs to be designed can go in this category. For design, if you're a product-based business, you might want to separate out product design from brand and marketing design. Sometimes that even overlaps with your information technology side of your business, but just know for now that that is under the design bucket. So anything that you can think of in your business that has to do with design, put it in this bucket. Under planning, I want you to put all the things here that have anything to do with planning This could be planning the launch of a new product, to planning a booth at a trade show, to planning meetings, or even planning customer events. Anything that is planning related, put it in this category. And then for our last bucket, customer relations, I want you to list out all the activities that include interacting with customers, all the way from sales to onboarding to account management. Now, you might be wondering why I'm asking you to break up your activities in this way. Maybe you're thinking, wouldn't it make more sense to look at my business in the traditional buckets like marketing and sales, HR, finance and accounting, and so on? Well, yes, once you have enough people to fill all those roles, it makes a lot of sense to look at your business in that way. But as a small business, you need to be efficient because Hiring a big team is the fastest way to drain money and send your business down the tubes. And that is not what we want for you, my friend. So rather than look at your business in traditional silos and then hiring for those silos, I want you to look at your business in terms of what you need to get done and how you want to break up those activities. Okay, so let's just assume that you have paused this podcast and that you have gone through your list and you've moved all your activities into different buckets. And as you look at these buckets, this is going to help you determine what your biggest needs are in your business. If you have a small team, I want you to think about each person on your team and note which activities on this list each person is handling. And as you do that, I want you to ask yourself, are they the right person to be doing this activity? Just start from scratch. Let's not make any assumptions here. Ask yourself, do they have time to take on something new? Is there something new that they're not doing in their role that they would be really, really good at? Is there something that I need to take off their plate so that they could be doing another activity? Is there something that I need to take off their plate because it really just isn't their sweet spot? If you have that small team, the goal here is to just really evaluate your business as a whole and the people on your team and make sure that everybody is in the right seat and that they are handling the right activities. So really try to look at this with a fresh perspective. As you go through this exercise, you might begin to realize that the role that you had envisioned for your marketer looks a little different than you thought it did. Maybe you thought you needed a social media marketer And after doing this exercise, you might realize that what you really need is someone who's a great writer and can help you with emails, customer relations, and maybe guide an inexpensive freelancer to do the design portion of social. Or maybe you realize you need someone who's really techie or someone who's really good at sales because you don't have those bases covered yet. What this exercise will reveal to you in the end is what the true needs are in your company. It will reveal the gaps in your company, and this is going to help you as you start to think about this marketing position. You might also realize that you need to rethink some of the current roles in your business. So what next, you might be wondering? How do you go from here, this huge list, and brainstorming who is going to take over what activity and what this might look like to hiring the perfect marketer? Well, my friend, we are going to cover that in the next episode. So for now, I just want you to go back. I want you to listen to this episode again if you weren't taking notes, or you can head over to my show notes and download the action sheet so that you can get started on uncovering the true needs for your business. Then come back next week for part two of How to Hire the Perfect Marketer, where I will share next steps. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketer for Hire podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights to help you delegate marketing so that you can confidently get out of the details. If you enjoyed the show, will you do me a favor? Will you hit the follow button and leave a review and a rating? And if you've heard something that you think will help another business owner, be sure to send them a link to the episode. I'd sure appreciate it. And most importantly, before you go, I just want to say that I know your time is so valuable as a business owner, and I truly appreciate you spending some of it with me today. Thank you, friends, and I'll see you next time.